0: Star Trek, our favorite frontier. These are the podcasts of Aaron and Polly, their ongoing mission to explore all things Trek, to seek out cool things and pick them apart, to boldly complain as no one's complained before. This is Paul. Welcome to yet another very exciting episode of Star Trek with Aaron and Polly. This time we're going to the mirror universe, Paul.
1: Well, you know, I feel like people might be confused. You know, everyone, anyone who didn't listen to last week's episode may be like, I I thought you guys were done. I I thought you guys were (laughs) done until 2019, whenever the next (laughs) season of Star Trek Discovery came out. Even though we told you this, that we'd be back, you were probably like, All right, well, you know, I don't need to download any podcasts. I'm just going to sit here and and watch uh, YouTube videos and listen to other Star Trek podcasts. And we are here to tell you to stop that shit. That's right, because we there there
0: is so much more Star Trek to talk about. For instance, we're going to uh, review something from the sixties. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, we, we only bring you the latest news here. That's right,
0: that's right. We're we're going to uh, talk about later in the episode our rewatch of Star Trek Mirror Mirror second uh, season original series episode. But first, we have breaking news. Um, Paul. Breaking the internet after the, uh, you know, season finale of Discovery. Breaking the internet, double Klingon penis. Sounds painful. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, a question had had, had been posed a long time ago, long before Discovery, right? Uh, From that episode of Next Generation where we learn about the redundancy of Klingon organs that every organ that a Klingon has – has a counter right and so you know like they have an eight chambered heart instead of a four chambered heart they have you know uh two livers you know that kind of thing so the question came up was you know what about their sex organs do Klingons have uh two uh, you know uh,
1: phasers down there well hold on. As- so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna stop you here sure were you wondering this like I never wondered this I try not to commit a lot
0: of my time wondering about the male sexual apparatus of Klingons. Okay. Uh, now, I do spend a great deal of time thinking about the female sexual apparatus of Klingons. Mm-hmm. A great deal. Probably a disturbing amount of time
1: thinking about that. Yeah, he's but thinking the, about it right now, really. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but, you know, the question remains – they got two disruptors down there, right? You know what disruptors. I'm saying? Disruptors. <laughs> and so uh, a, a scene is pointed out in uh, the, the season ender of Discovery, where a Klingon is urinating against a wall. And there are two, count them, two urine streams.
1: Two urine streams. Yeah. Ah, this is ah, actually...
0: Ah. This is actually TV, Paul. This is something you can go and I'll watch on your CBS All Access right now and see the Klingon feller double time in the
1: wall. So I guess both peckers <laughs> pee simultaneously. Well, <laughs> like you, you don't just how like. How else would you do it, Paul? Well, I mean, maybe only one pecker gets full at a time. I don't know. I don't yeah. understand Klingon anatomy. <laughs> <laughs> it just seems to me. It, it, I mean, I appreciate
0: the redundancy so that if you lose one in combat, you've got another one to go to. But uh, that means that they had to remove not just remove some internal stuff from Ash Tyler when they were grinding him down to be a human man to take away uh, one of his boy parts. Yeah. And I'm assuming I'm assuming that means you've got like, you know, four testicles. You know, instead of the usual two. Yeah, or in well, my You know, case, I
1: think that's untrue. So I was wondering that, right? Because I'm like, well, in theory, then do you have four testicles? In theory, do you have four breasts? But no, we've seen that there's only two breasts. And yeah, yeah, in fact, right. in Discovery, we've seen there's only two nipples, too. So perhaps those are the counterparts. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. But I mean, I wonder if if like, you, it's like an extraordinarily
0: huge ball sack ball. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> I mean, is it just a, a gigantic,
1: lumpy Klingon scrotum? <laughs> Why? You know, it's – these. see, this is what Star Trek Discovery does. Uh-huh. The, this uh-huh. is the evil that it's per, that it's done <laughs> upon. No one asks about Chewbacca's penis. No, no. Okay, that's no. that's what <laughs> – Star Wars is fine. But Star Trek, all of a sudden well, we're talking about double urine streams. Well, because Star
0: Trek, again, you know, Star Wars is fantasy. Star Trek is science, Paul. Well, this is science. <laughs> and we got to get down to the biology of these characters we need to know about ash tyler's really weird scrotum <laughs> we don't
1: i think michael I mean, burnham would have said something in one of the scenes I mean,
0: you know one of the things we never saw in next generation is what caused the breakup between Worf and troy right you know because they had that seventh season romance ah. so it makes you it makes you wonder you know did she get down into in, down into his uh his drawers and go whoa 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 that's a little too bizarre for me it, I mean, is is that what you know? Is does, that just a little
1: it too does, it, it does not make me wonder that, Aaron. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what you got going on down there, but uh, you know, you got a you got you got a whole mixed bag down there in in, in your shorts, Worf.
1: But maybe saying. that's why the relationship lasted so long.
0: Mm. Yeah. But I mean, but I mean, you know, she 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 marries Riker after that. I mean, that seems that seems challenging to the male ego.
1: Well, perhaps Riker has two penises, also. I mean, he is a manly <laughs> man.
0: Well, I mean, you know, you already assume that Worf's bringing some bringing some sausage to the table, right? But I mean, you double that up—that's just not fair. That's not double fair up. at all.
1: <laughs> so, if we haven't lost you yet, thing <laughs> on penises best would serve live. <laughs> okay. So, for some unusual reason, you're still listening to this podcast.
0: And do you think you know they were starving over there on the on the uh, still going on the on the ship of the dead? (laughs) Did they eat the remaining parts from? Because look at all that extra material you would have had from Voss, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So that, but wait, there's more news. (laughs) (sighs) Well, good stuff.
1: So, in other news, Aaron, let's uh-huh. talk about the uh, let, let's talk about the Vulcan Township. But let's talk about beings that, to our knowledge, have one penis. To to
0: our knowledge,
1: so far that that is
0: all we have validated to date. So we can we can only assume. But uh, in in Canada there is a town called Vulcan, and I was amused when I found that the town of Vulcan amends the town budget to buy Star Trek uniforms for counselors at $620 a piece. It's part of the, of the town's expenditure because to promote the town, their, uh, their, their, you know, uh, city council wear Star Trek uniforms, when they go and do, you know, when they go to, to conventions and whatnot, they wear Star Trek uniforms. And there is a, there is a picture on the internet of their, the counselors wearing these, uh, these Star Trek costumes.
1: I don't know why that's an irresponsible use of money. Like, it seems fine. No, it, you know, it, it, it actually
0: amused me a lot. And I was like, wow, I, I kind of wish I lived in Vulcan, where I could be a town counselor and and get to wear a Star Trek uniform. And apparently, you know, there there were some, star, there were some town counselors that were a little concerned about how much it was. But apparently they're, they are of high quality, these jackets and uniforms. Well,
1: and to be fair... It, you know if it, you know they're they are promoting the town and if they were to purchase anything else it would probably be that much right i mean a fancy suit or, or something along those right. lines it's not like yeah, they're no. wasting money no absolutely and again town business i mean it's it's more than i would spend on such a thing but you know uh, i don't know paul <laughs> i don't know i mean i I've spent more money <laughs> on lesser things that's but... right. that's right <laughs> but um so, if you, you know what? It draws the attention. It does. So, good on them. Good on you, Vulcan. We salute I, you. We Vulcan we sal- salute we you. We Vulcan salute you. With a Vulcan hello. <laughs> no, not with a Vulcan hello. <laughs> the Vulcan hello is bad.
0: So, you know, I, I think one of the things that Star Trek has kind of missed the boat on this year is uh, toys relating to Discovery. Um, you know, and, and there's a long history of Star Trek missing the boat on toys. Um, you know, and you're going to get to see some of that in the, in the upcoming documentary series, The Toys That Made Us, because they're doing a whole sh- a whole thing on that. But uh, at 2018 Toy Fair, uh, McFarland Toys came out with uh, the mock-ups of some of their upcoming Star Trek toys. And Paul, I got to tell you, that Star
1: Trek Discovery phaser looks hot that star trek discovery so it's funny because they anovos has released a anovos is um known for high quality replicas has has done a phaser as well screen accurate proper screen accurate yeah um and it is it is a ridiculous amount of money um Mm -hmm. you know i mean and it it is you know it that's what anovos is known for they're not cheap um but it is a 500 dollar phaser pistol replica uh, yeah. now on the flip side the mcfarlane replica uh you know i mean it's it's plastic it's not it's, it's not, a toy it's a toy yeah. uh yeah. but it is it, it it is all it looks pretty damn good and it's only about 40 bucks yeah. and it has a whole bunch more features it has a rotating barrel so That's the phasers for stun and kill which is also indicated on the light on top as well as a lockable trigger safety it comes with a removable hand phaser and battery clip with led yeah, I, I think it looks amazing. I, I can't wait to play with that. Yeah. Uh, I so, really can't. Yeah, I'm sorry. So 34.95, dollars uh, and expect it to be released this fall. I think that's a little late, but I understand. You know, they, they only recently acquired the license. so. Right. um But I got to tell you, the, they are also releasing uh, figures, uh, uh, and the first two figures they're releasing are Kirk and Picard. And they're pretty damn good they're pretty well, uh, damn nice and, and that Kirk that
0: Kirk figure beyond coming with the hand phaser and the communicator also comes with the phaser rifle yes and I love that phaser rifle I love that that original series phaser rifle it's it's so cool and of course Jean luc comes with his hand phaser um I think a tricorder as well as the uh ressican flute yes he comes with the flute <laughs> Which I find pretty hysterical.
1: He's probably the first Picard action figure to come with the flute, so I, yeah. you know, I, I, I think that's, uh, I think that's pretty fun.
0: Yeah. No, and those toys look great. I mean, again, that that hand phaser from Discovery
1: is just gorgeous. Yeah. That I love that, it. that that is that seems like a must purchase. Yeah. yeah. So you know, I'm i th- the 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 uh the action figures the two that they've announced i mean they're they're saying that more will come out in 2019 based on star trek discovery but right. the two for uh the captains will be out this spring actually you can pre-order them now online yeah yeah and they look
0: sharp they really do they, they look really nice and you know McFarlane toys always makes some some nice uh shelf porn with their uh, action figures
1: yeah and they so. retail for about 20 bucks each
0: yeah and that's not bad
1: not that's bad not at bad. all uh, you know, I mean, you go to Toys R Us and there are Marvel figures that are not anywhere near as nice that cost more than that. So that yeah, exactly. Well, I exactly. mean, you know, while you can still go to a Toys R Us, I mean,
0: <laughs> yeah, for <laughs> uh, for a limited time. Yeah. Uh, um, so one of the one of the books that I uh, mostly enjoyed over uh, the last year was the uh, next generation uh, Mirror Broken uh, comic book series that came out from IDW featuring the TNG crew as their uh, mirror universe selves. And I really enjoyed the, I, the take on the characters. I loved the artwork, uh, very painterly sort of, uh, you know, oil painting sort of uh, uh, look to it. Uh,
1: really edgy. I thought that as if it's in um, past tense. So I'm assuming that series has ended that. Yes. The, the first series called mirror broken uh, ended oh,
0: okay. and, And while I loved almost the entirety of the series, I was very dissatisfied with the way the series ended because it just kind of stopped. (laughs) You know, it's just like, we're out of money, you know, the end. Um, And it never seemed to get going where I felt like it should get going. I was expecting more out of that series, Uh, but the setup was great. Well, we now learn that IDW is launching a five-week Star Trek The Next Generation through the Mirror series, which will come out in May. And this will be the Mirror Universe TNG crew, meeting the regular Universe TNG crew, uh, facing off Picard versus Picard. Engage. So will you be picking up this series? Oh, yeah, I totally will be picking up this series. I, I, like I said, I liked everything but the last page, of uh, the mirror broken storyline, mm-hmm. I, I love I, again. I love the take on all the characters. I you know Wesley Crusher is psychotic, you know in, in the uh, comic book series. Um, you know Deanna Troy is just is just evil and terrible. And I mean uh, uh, Data is part Borg. He you know took parts of Borgs to. Uh, he, he wasn't assimilated. He uh, t- took parts of captured Borgs and you know, put them on his body and he's got like detachable arms so that he can put on different fixtures and whatnot. I, it's just really dark. I loved it. It scratched me right where I itch. I was just a little frustrated that all of a sudden it was over. So but David, now uh, there's many, more,
1: how many penises did he have? Uh, there were at least seven that I saw. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. One with a Kung Fu grip. Oh, <laughs> why did I ask? <laughs> um, so this, uh, this crossover is called through the mirror. And uh, it is, like you mentioned, a five-issue series that will be released over five weeks. Um, It's from the same creative team that did the Mirror Broken series. Uh, Scott and David Tipton with art by J.K. Woodard and Chris Johnson. And according to IDW, the new series sets up a new and exciting chapter in the Star Trek Next Generation universe. And they promise there is more to come this year.
0: It's pretty exciting. It's pretty exciting. Again, it's a gorgeous book. Is just, and, and i one of the things I didn't like about the original series of uh, uh, Mirror Broken was that it just took forever for it to finish because you know it kicked off I think a, a last year's uh, uh, New Comic Book Day
1: Free Comic book Day and it, yeah
0: yeah sorry Free Comic Book Day and so it yeah, was just right. it's, it seemed to be forever for the, for the book to finish because it wasn't that many issues um, and this one is one every week. That's. I, I think that's going to be a nice big event. I think it's going to be super exciting and something you'll get to hear all about right here on Star Trek with Aaron and Paul. Ooh, Pretty exciting stuff. But, you know, Paul. What's that? The, the reason why people came today is that they want to talk about Mirror Mirror, the original series episode from season two.
1: Do you think that's why they were here? And It's exactly why they were here. You're like, huh. How about that yeah.
0: 60-year-old episode?
1: well they want to know yeah. what happened they they you know they, they they want to
0: know you know they they've been waiting to be spoiled for 50 years that's what they've been waiting for, you know.
1: <laughs> they, they they just haven't seen the episode they're, they're they've been waiting for our discussion for, about for it for aaron and polly to discuss it and i totally get it i would be no. too but now your wait your long wait is over because we have seen well aaron's probably seen it a million times um i've only seen it a very few times in fact I gotta be honest. I didn't recall most of the episode when I actually started watching it. Uh, the introduction of the mirror universe in Star Trek: The Original Series, uh, the episode "Mirror, Mirror." Now, my thinking was that we would start with "Mirror, Mirror" because it was the first
0: mirror episode, right? And it it feeds off into you know all the different things that happen in the mirror universe, which was a heavy influence on Star Trek: Discovery. However, I got an email from one of our listeners this week. Uh, that I received today telling me how wrongheaded we were in watching Mirror Mirror first. That we should have started with the Enterprise episodes because the two Enterprise Mirror Universe episodes predate the chronology of the Mirror Mirror episode. It happens on the earlier star
1: date, if you will. Oh, and yeah, uh, we didn't think to go in chronological order. Yeah.
0: And, uh, you know, really, I, you know, Woden, thank you for your email. And also, hey, words hurt. Um,
1: he actually said <laughs> he, thick-headed?
0: Well, he, he was actually rather abusive in in a friendly, charming sort of manner. I mean, so, you know, Woden, what the watch hell? out for that. Watch out for that ideology of madness surprise, sir. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, definitely watch out. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I do take his point that uh you know if you're going in terms of star date order certainly enterprise comes first but you know we were really thinking that we would go in broadcast order for this one to start with mirror mirror and then we're also going to as i said uh, previously we're, go- we're not going to go straight to the enterprise episode because we want to go to tholian web next because that's where the defiant gets lost in space so uh, that will be our next episode but paul uh, you getting know, getting I think what ourselves. we're telling
1: you, Woden, is that you're going to wait. You're going to wait yeah, and you're going right. to like it. You're, you're going to have to
0: wait for your pudding. That's all we're saying. You know, you can't have your pudding until you've had your meat, your double Klingon meat.
1: Oh, God, I was waiting
0: for it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've been waiting all week for that. Um <laughs> So, you know, in this original series episode, we open up with Kirk, Uhura, Scotty and McCoy down on planet Halkin trying to uh, negotiate a deal for their rich, rich supply of dilithium crystals. And of course, the Halkins are peaceful, peaceful people. And uh, they are concerned that their dilithium crystals could be used to hurt someone. And Kirk's going, no, no, that's not our jam, man. We're we're all about the peace and love. In fact, if you stay tuned for next week's episode, you're going to get to see that because we're stepping into Eden. Yay, brother. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, the Halkins are like, well, you know, you got phasers on your ship. You know, we know that something terrible could happen and we would rather die than have that happen but you know you have the power captain kirk to wrench these dilithium crystals from our hands our cold dead hands and uh, captain kirk says now but that 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 also is not our jam and i hope you'll remember that and they beam back to the enterprise or so they think or so they think because there's an ion storm going on up there paul and, you know, they didn't know back in the back in the original series days that you don't want to do that, that you don't want to tempt fate by beaming up during an ion storm because, you know, shit happens on the transporter malfunction. I mean, how many how many episodes of Star Trek now have we gone? Well, first, the, you know, the, the show starts with a transporter problem. You know, now they know. Now they know. Right. And this kind of thing doesn't happen anymore. But back then they were surprised to wind up in an alternate universe. They're a little surprised. Just a wee bit, and so they they find themselves on the uh, in the transporter room, and. You know they don't notice their clothes yet, but they notice that Spock all of a sudden has a beard, that the transporter chief is 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 wearing a funky a funky uniform with a a, a dagger through the planet Earth, that uh, you know he's got a little sash, you know for a belt. Yeah, and then they notice that hey whoa half of Uhura's uniform is gone. You know now we're seeing not just all her legs, we're seeing also all of her belly. Right. Uh, and, uh, and 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 by, by the way, by the way. Let's just go on record as saying that uh, show stealer Nichelle Nichols's belly, because I mean that that belly button, you know, every t- every time it's on screen, you're like, hi, yeah, hi.
1: <laughs> <laughs> she only has one. Just putting that out there.
0: But uh, so the first thing we see a, a huge difference in the universe because you know it is perceived that uh crewman kyle effed up the 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 transporter and so what is what does spock say to uh to uh crewman kyle he says your agonizer please and they he each each person on this ship in this mirror universe wears a little device that you know their superior officer can use to discipline them you know Mm -hmm. they put it on you and it causes pain terrible pain and uh you know it reminded me paul it reminded me of when I was a child and my mother would say, give me your belt. Yep.
1: Get the and, you switch. know, you had,
0: you had to hand her your own belt for her then to beat you with. And, you know, I don't I, you won't believe this, Paul, knowing me as you do. Mm-hmm. But I. I required a lot of discipline when I was a child. No. I know it's hard to believe, but right? but I did. Hard. I did. Before I grew up into the the saintly, polite man, the gentle man, if you will, that you know today, I was uh, somewhat of a problem child. And uh, I figured out, maybe a little too slow, but I figured out, I'm like, hey, you know, if I don't walk around with this belt, she can't, she can't spank me. Huh? And so I stopped wearing a belt. And so the day came. Give me your belt. I'm like, ha ah, Not wearing one. Too smart for you, lady. And that's when she proceeded to just beat me with her bare hand. <laughs> <laughs> like she was putting out a fire. She beat me.
1: <laughs> oh, Aaron! Did, uh, did you have that ex- confession time oh, with Aaron? Did you have that experience, Paul? You know, I never had, No, well, let's see, did I, yeah, I, I mean, no, because I, I never, this I'm, is
0: where Paul tells you he never took a beating as a
1: kid. That, no, uh, I mean, I, of course I did, but I, you know, <laughs> I, it was always the bare hand and, uh, you know, it, it, it uh, unlike you, I never wised up <laughs> to to realize that, hey, you know, I can, I can get away with uh, not worrying about, so, you know, I mean, no, no, no. I mean, I, 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 I never had the experience where I thought I got one over on them. How about that? Well, for a brief moment, I thought I was over on my mom. And
0: look what happened. And you know, grandma would always make me go pick a switch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, you said that earlier. Grandma would make me go pick a switch. Yeah. And you know, I never was like, I don't know which one of these I should. Be. I mean, it was I was it was like uh, it was. Uh, Uh, analysis paralysis, right? Because you're trying to figure out, is it the fatter switch that you want? Or is it the (laughs) thinner switch? Which is the correct switch? And the meanwhile, she's getting angrier and angrier because you're taking too long to get your switch. And then she'd line us up like the Von Trapp family singers.
1: It'd be me and all the cousins, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think what we're saying is just run away from home. That's right. No good good comes from discipline. Run away. (laughs) What happens is you turn into guys like us. Yeah. Talking about double Klingon penises for 15 minutes. (laughs) So mirror, mirror, <laughs> uh huh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what? So I'm gonna I'm gonna jump ahead a little bit. So what I found interesting this in this episode is that you know, so Kirk and Ahura and Bones, right? Those are the three, and Scotty, and Scotty. You know, they they basically go undercover in right. their roles, deep, 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 deep undercover. Whereas you know what happens is they're they are switched with their counterparts in the mirror universe. Right. Who um, don't basically, uh, you know, they they have a funny little flashback at the end that shows what happens, uh, you know, to those characters, uh, you know, in in the in the Prime universe. Yeah, because you uh, know, yeah, Prime Spock doesn't fuck around. He'll just throw you in the brig. Yeah, and that's what he did. Yeah. Like he's like, he nope, these guys, are, <laughs> these are these aren't our guys. Yeah, Prime Spock doesn't play. Um, what I what I found interesting about that is the correlation with the recent Discovery episode. Um, or the recent discovery arc you know where the discovery was transposed with the discovery of the prime universe or of the Mirror universe right. right um it's it's a very similar similar plot thread you know they go undercover and yada 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 you know that's not always been the case in Mirror universe episodes however you know it, it, it those that it, they mirror each other in that way. These episodes, um, but it, what I found interesting is they also mirror in the fact that we don't actually see what the Mirror Universe Discovery Crew did in our in in the Prime Universe. That you just find out that they died off screen,
0: right? Well, and it makes that hard to believe, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. Because it,
0: we haven't seen it, so right. those characters could be anywhere. That ship could be anywhere. Particularly given the fact that uh, Admiral Cornwell said, we've got to keep this quiet. No one can know about this. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not, you know, I, I'm not sure that if you had the ability that you would allow a whole nother starship to be destroyed, you, per, given the the circumstances with the Klingons, I think you'd want to hold on to that. And okay. you certainly wouldn't turn, you know, a skilled, capable officer around, particularly given Cornwell's thoughts about Georgiou, right? I mean, you know, certainly, you know, Captain Killy could have fought to the death, but I don't think so. I think there's more coming there.
1: I think I, I think you're right. I mean, I, yeah. I'm certain that will come up at another point. For it to be, you, you just don't make that big of a thing happen off off screen, right? Right. So, so. back to you know, obviously, you know, let, let's hop back to the to the '60s, right? Um, you know, mirror mirror. Uh, obviously, you know, there are aspects of it that are dated. I, I you know, it's it's funny because the. Uh, The characters were able to be because of the fact that freakishly they were transporting at the same time they 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 transposed each other somehow they were able to to get back without that coincidence really happening um but you know that that's besides the point maybe maybe i was thinking too hard about that
0: well i think we're, we're given to assume that 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 prime universe spock solved the same problem that scotty solved and threw his guys in the in the transporter at the same time that uh, that Kirk and his
1: guys went in. Th- that's not a stretch at all.
0: That's not a stretch because it's pa- the universes are parallel, Paul. They're parallel. <laughs> 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 um,
1: I enjoyed this. You know, it, it has been quite a while since I've seen Mirror Mirror, and um, you forget how progressive Star Trek was for its time. Obviously, you know the Nichelle Nichols uh, mid riff and, uh, well, and, and, you know, the standards
0: and practices at that time would not allow Star Trek to show a woman's bare belly. And so the way they got the way they were able to shoot that scene is that a production assistant took the guy from standards and practices out to lunch while they shot that scene. So the yeah, standards and practices guy wasn't on set when they shot that. I mean, can you just imagine that, uh, you know they we're gonna shoot all of Nichelle's sickle uh, all of Nichelle's scenes
1: during lunch. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it just seems crazy to me. Take him out to a long lunch.
0: Yeah, yeah And get him strippers. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah, do the do the whole thing. But you know the the scene. I, one of the characters that I really enjoy in this episode is uh, Marlena, right? The captain's woman, and uh, she's played by Barbara Luna. And she had strep throat during the shooting of, of this episode. And knowing that as, as, as I was watching it this time, because I watched it twice before we recorded. Um, and the second time I watched it was after I, I had learned that doing my research for the episode. And you watch it. I mean, there is nothing there that would suggest that she she was seriously ill with something like strep throat. But the the scene at the uh, towards the end where they kiss they had to wait three weeks and come back and shoot that scene because they didn't want William Shatner getting sick and then not able to do the subsequent episodes that they were still shooting. Because this was actually this was actually fairly early in season two. I think it's like episode four of season two. But uh, the concept of a captain's woman was very popular amongst a group of kids, a group of boys in this one neighborhood, and they kept sending letters to Gene Roddenberry saying, you know, we think that the captain's woman should be carried over as something that they have in, in the regular Star Trek episodes, right? Not just in the mirror universe, but Kirk should have a captain's woman. We need that position on the crew. And finally, Roddenberry told his secretary, he's like, look, you got to write these kids. You got to get these kids off my back because they keep sending me these letters about wanting a captain's woman. They wanted Stephanie Powers, if you'll recall, who used to be on Heart to Heart
1: <laughs> to be uh, very to be, specific
0: yeah apropos of nothing that's what I find hysterical she's in no way linked to, uh, to Star Trek in any way but they wanted Stephanie Powers to be Captain's Woman and the uh, the Roddenberry secretary wrote to him and said hey have your mom explain to you what a Captain's Woman is <laughs> you know that, uh, that that maybe that's not something that, that they should yeah. uh, have in Starfleet maybe not I thought I thought that was pretty hysterical. That is pretty funny. You know, so, you know, the Mirror the mirror Universe episode, I, I think, is rather iconic. It's frequently listed as one of Star Trek's 10 best episodes, not just original series, but Star Trek in general. I know when I was a boy and we'd be out on the playground, you know, playing Star Trek, you know, and, you know, I'd be Captain Kirk. Uh, and my friend would always go, I'm Spock, but I'm
1: Mirror Universe Spock. I'm Spock with the beard. <laughs> it just cracks me up. So what I found interesting, you know, ob- obviously we're talking back in the 60s, but um, while it was established that there is a mirror universe and, you know, that, that they, they are not good people, very little of what we understand now about the mirror universe and the emperor and, you know, the, the a lot of the actual, um, I don't want to say rules, but, uh, you know, a lot, a lot of the history, The canon. The canon. Yeah. Of yeah. the mirror universe was established after uh, the well, introduction. You 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 sow some seeds here,
0: right? So we know it's yeah. an empire. It's called the Terran Empire. Yep. Uh, we know that there is an Emperor, but yeah, a lot of the other stuff flows out. So and you know we we're not going to cover it immediately, but a lot of that's built in Deep Space Nine, right? Yeah. Uh, in their mirror universe, and then we come back to it in in Enterprise. We're going to go to Enterprise before we go to Deep Space Nine, just to to talk about the episodes that that more closely influence what we saw in Discovery. Just
1: to get Woden off our back. That's right, fucking Woden. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but yeah,
0: you know, I I I. When you think about that, this episode was produced, I think in sixty. It was. It actually has a really long history in that it was based on a short story that was written in the fifties. Yeah. Uh, before Star Trek, but uh, I think it was it was produced and aired in sixty seven. It's a pretty advanced story for for uh, what I think is uh, you know a, a rather strict. Uh, you know period in television rather conservative period in television and I gotta tell you I think this episode holds up I, I think I, I enjoyed this and I know I'm a fan and I know you know I'm gonna like anything almost anything you, you give me from the original series But uh, I think it strongly holds up. I think I think the narrative is really good and I think this really benefited from the uh, The HD uh, enhancements as well.
1: I would agree. So this is the original series episode um, Season 2 episode 10 uh, oh, it is episode 10. I'm sorry. I don't know why I thought it was 4. No, no problem. Uh, first aired October 6th, 1967. Uh, the remastered version first aired November 11th, 2006. Um, yeah, so I, I the the version I saw was the remastered um, edition. That's, I think, all you can get on Netflix or CBS All Access. Yeah. And I watched it through Netflix, so I don't have to deal with those goddamn commercials. <laughs> um <laughs> And uh, yeah, so I recommend watching it that way. And so if you have Netflix or CBS All Access, you know, certainly check it out and let us know what your thoughts about revisiting this episode are, especially if you haven't seen it in a while. Um, You know, you can rewatch these episodes with us. In fact, uh, Aaron, so what is the next episode we are going to watch for the next episode of Star Trek with Aaron and Polly?
0: We're going to watch a season three episode called The Tholian Web, in which we see briefly the USS Defiant. Ooh. Ah, Yeah, very exciting. Very exciting stuff. So, you know, if you've got comments about this episode or the next episode, or if you want to tell Woden how wrongheaded he is, Give us a call at 972-763-5903. That number, once again, 972-763-5903. And if we use your voicemail on the air, you'll want a coveted, valuable Ideology of Madness surprise. But
1: how else can they get in contact with us, Paul? How else, indeed? You can also reach us via email, just like Woden did, at ideologyofmadness at gmail.com. You can always leave us um, a message on social media on Twitter at ideologymadness instagram at iomgeek or iomgeek on facebook and you can always reach us um you know uh you can get all those links from iomgeek.com now super exciting before we wrap up i want to mention something rather it's not on the outline but and it's very loose i mean i don't even it's not even that loosely associated with star trek but it's lost in space yes so as we record this netflix has announced today that the Reboot of lost in space is going to launch on april 13th really i've been waiting for the launch date
0: i you know i i actually like the the original lost in space if you're a longtime listener of funny books there in impala you know that i really like the black and white episodes of lost in space uh i am super excited about the netflix reboot and and lost in
1: space was a contemporary of star trek and was the competition Absolutely. And that's why I bring it up. And so, uh, you know, we will likely discuss Lost in Space, even though this is not Lost in Space with Aaron and Polly. We will likely discuss at least the first episode when it premieres after April 13th. Um, Absolutely. So apparently, uh, just real quick, it has actually been aired uh, in space. Uh, Netflix gave NASA early access to the pilot episode, which was transmitted 12 days ago to the International Space Station for astronauts to view during their leisure time. Oh, but us Earthbound viewers will have to wait until April 13th, and we will talk with you guys then about it. But before then, the Tholian web, next episode of Star Trek with Aaron and Polly.
0: Very exciting. Paul, you're agonizer, please.
1: No, but... but, but... You're your agonizer, Mr. Aponte. I, I feel like I'm, I should insert a sound effect here, but it's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Could you just
0: give me a nice throaty <laughs> wail? Ah!
1: <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Bye. Bye.
0: Star Trek with Aaron and Polly is a production of IOMgeek.com. Have a question or comment? Hailing frequencies are open at 972-763-5903. Tribble wrangling provided by... Tri Scullion Trays. No Troublesome Tribbles. Mr. Aponte's wardrobe provided courtesy of Garrick's Clothiers, conveniently located on the promenade.